You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by congenital heart disease, or in short, CHD. Joining us today is Letitia Alosius, a student at Baylor University whose goal is to become an occupational therapist. Letitia was born with a single ventricle heart, and because of that, has undergone three open-heart surgeries. Last week, Letitia shared how she keeps her faith present while she lives with chronic illness and told us how God gives her a hope that cannot be taken away by circumstance. She also shared how living with CHD has given her a gift of compassion and an understanding that allows her to help other people in a unique way. This week, Letitia talks about what it was like taking physical education classes as a child with CHD. She shares how she keeps God first in everyday life and the importance of staying in community. Letitia, you talked about how you saw other people who knew God and you wanted what they had. And now your faith is so strong for people who might be struggling. Was there ever a time that you yourself questioned or maybe said things like, I don't really understand any of this God or why is this happening? I think the most notable things I can think about are PE classes. Mm -hmm. I always talk about PE classes anytime someone asks about hardship because PE is like the point where you clearly show that you're physically not as strong slash fast or like, you know, your endurance is less than other people. Like that's the time where you really show that. And so I feel like during that time, it was not just like, oh, I can't keep up with other people, but it was almost embarrassing to like be finishing last all the time. Or I would do half a mile instead of a full mile most of the times and still be last because everyone would be done with their full mile. And then people would, you know, they would be questioning because you don't look sick. Like you don't look like you have a heart condition, right? So people would be like, why are you so slow? But for me, I was like, yeah, why am I so slow? And it was the heart condition. But in my mind, I was like, okay, there should be something else that's wrong, right? Because no one should be this slow, which I wasn't even that slow. I think I did half a mile in like 13 minutes. So it's like, it's stuff stuff like that, I remember. And it was a lot of like, wanting to fit in in PE classes, or when we played sports, or had to pick teams, I would be picked last, of course, because I was the slowest and I didn't, I couldn't lift as heavy as other people and did not have any like hand-eye coordination when it came to sports in general. But it was a lot of that. Also, PE teachers were very much not patient slash they didn't want to teach me how to play certain things because they were like, okay, slower, you can't do it anyway to the full potential. So like, why should we even bother trying to teach you? how to you know throw away basketball properly or whatever so it was a lot of things like that I would say were the hardships yeah that must have been so hard for you growing up I remember my own daughter struggling through some of those same things and having that added pressure of having to explain why she couldn't do something physically 
Now that you're older, are there things like that that still come up for you? And when they do, how do you trust God through the process? I think in terms of CHD, I'm at a place where I'm doing really well, which is really nice to hear. Um, And a lot of it has to do with like me actually taking health into my own hands. I work out. I try to eat as healthy as possible and, you know, like get sleep and like just, you know, do the healthy things as much as I possibly can and not really limit myself when it comes to like how far I walk and all these things and just do what I want to do. And if I'm slower, I'm slower. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so I think because of that, as well as just not thinking and dwelling on it so much as like a big hassle, my mental health has been great. And my physical health overall has been great too. Um, The one thing is like we had, I just went to a liver specialist because with a Fontan, they, you can basically develop Fontan associated liver disease, which is like advanced cirrhosis uh, later on in life. And they do all these things just to prevent it as much as they can. And so that's, I just had the appointment for that and the results were great that nothing was happening it was just again monitoring and everything mm-hmm. so I have like an MRI scheduled like for later on and all of this is just normal things I say big scary words like cirrhosis and fontan and MRI but these are just normal things in my everyday life and so that's not really bothering me but because I just have the appointment it's obviously in like the back end of your mind and in another two weeks it'll be gone until I have the next appointment unless something major happens which knock on wood it does not so I feel like right now I'm at a good place but in just terms of like everyday stresses of school or whatever The way I keep God first and foremost is sometimes when you are going through a rough patch or you're overwhelmed by anxiety, it's hard to be like, okay, let me open my Bible and believe everything it says. It's hard to do that. So the way I do that is staying in community. My best friend, she's up in Dallas right now, but she is my best friend and I love her. She is such a warrior for Christ and a prayer warrior. So I will never hesitate to text her, call her, like the amount of giant block messages we send to each other on these times. Like, and we love that. We will read every word and we will respond to every text bubble. So it's like, that's who I go to first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Also, there's my life group at church and my Bible study and friends here at Baylor that I can go to with prayer requests or just with concerns or anything that will just pray for you, but also just remind you of truth, but in a loving way, not like talk scripture at you and be like, okay, great. I'm done with my advice, but actually walk through it with you and talk to you and check in with you. And so really people is who I go to as well. Oh, I definitely hear in you such a strong desire to stay close to God. And I totally understand the importance of community. That is one of the amazing things that God brings, right? A relationship in a community. I mean, once we're in Christ, we are part of a family. Well, you are such an absolute joy and a light, and I am so grateful that you were able to share your heart with us today. If you could leave folks with one final thought, what would that be? I will always share this about the CHC community to parents in general. Your child is more than your more than their CHD. Teach them about their condition. Teach them about their heart so they're not completely like clueless or in the dark about it. 
but also be careful about the words you use. Like they're not broken. They have a special heart. That's a better way of saying it. So it's really, you know, treat them like a normal kid. They're not like a fragile piece of glass waiting to break. So that's what a big advice I'd give. And obviously to keep Jesus at the forefront of everything. Like anything comes, go to him immediately. Like that's when, that's the time where you're going to feel that you don't want to go to Jesus because that's what the enemy wants you to do. Like that's the perfect time to grab your heart and throw it in the trash can, right? But just to run to Jesus for every little thing and to remember a lot of the times during severe anxiety or depression, all the things that can happen in life, your feelings are big liars. They are big liars. And so to really remember the difference between feelings that come from God and feelings that come from the enemy and be able to identify that. And I don't mean like all the feelings from God are like happy and bubbly and all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. Like Jesus wept. Like that's the shortest Bible verse. Like Jesus wept. He felt agony. He felt pain and sadness for the broken world. But it's just when there's an excess of that, when, you know, you just get so caught up in the worry and you don't move forward that's the issue. And so go to God for everything, go to community and to people and involve your kids in this. And if you are the CHD patient, your community can be other CHD patients, but also remember the community of Christ believers and go to them first and foremost. Friends, that was Letitia Elocious and what an incredible story of God's hope and love. Tune in next week as we interview Thomas Dahlborg, the CEO of the Dahlborg Health Caring Leadership Group. Tom is not only a healthcare leader, but he's a heart patient who works hard to shine God's love and light every single day in the work that he does. Thank you for joining us today on Wholehearted, and thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.